Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday. There's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses. And you can transform those babies into a roomy RV. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Got a dual lead right here. We'll start it off with Randy Gratishar finally getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We have been talking about this for many, many years, long overdue. There was a part of me thinking Paul Tagliabue got this far and did not get in. And I'm thinking, man, is Lucy going to pull the football away from Charlie Brown again, which is Randy Gratishar, and this time, Charlie got to kick the ball. You know, there are times during a season where you ask a player, will you be more excited about a win or more relieved with a win? Yeah. Every now and then that question comes up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last night I was more relieved. As was I. I really was. I, I was just, yes, so happy for Randy. But but more than anything, just relieved when it happened because there was enough of, surely this isn't going to not happen now after all of this buildup. Right. And it turns out it didn't. So, great. And that will lend itself to some really happy moments for Broncos country, for Randy and his family, for the extended Broncos family. Uh, that's neat. That's, that's really good stuff. And... The next two that are on the line now are DT and Akib Talib. I don't think DT gets in. I don't either. No. Is Akib Talib more of a, a debatable one than than DT? If, I, I'm, not Talib- saying, I'm not saying you're being dismissive of DT. Yeah. Because I think DT will have a lot of emotional support, and you know Peyton Manning. He's got he's got a lot of guys in his corner. I don't know how much that sways anybody. I'll put it to you this way. Should DT get in? Who would you rather have? Torrey Holt or Demarius Thomas? Hmm. And again, Torrey Holt got snubbed for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You, that, that's you, an interesting call. You can make the case. Yeah. It's not that I'd rather have Torrey Holt over Demarius Thomas. You can make the case when you look at the greatest show on turf, mm-hmm. right? And I understand Isaac Bruce was the focal point for most people. I think a lot of people who are on that team would say Tory Holt was just as, if not more important than Isaac Bruce. Interesting. Yeah, I don't debate that. I, I think that, yeah, that's a, that's an issue. Then then is Akib, so is Akib a more likely Hall of Fame candidate. Yes. I think probably so. Akeem Tlaib's a Hall of Famer. I think he is too. Now, is he here? They're, how do I put this? Um, Akeem Tlaib 
Is he one of the greatest cover corners of all time? Maybe not, but he was a guy who made plays. Yeah, and and he was still pretty damn good. Right. He may not have been one of the greatest cover guys, but he's still covered. I'll I'll give you a. It's not necessarily an apples to apples. Okay. But it is similar. When you look at Derek Thomas, a guy that you and I both covered. Yep. He was a one trick pony. He was. But boy, was he good at but that his one trick. trick. <laughs> his trick was really, really good. Yeah. It was outstanding. But I'll tell you the problem with Derek Thomas. Look at the 1993 AFC Championship game in which he sat on the sidelines for the majority of the second half because Thurman Thomas kept running the ball. And because of that, Derek Thomas was not very good against the run, and that's why he sat on the sidelines. But for as great as Derek Thomas was as a pass rusher, people forget this trick he had as well. He was arguably the greatest pass rusher ever to have the ability to take the ball away and strip the quarterback. Yeah, he was very good at that. He was unbelievable at stripping the ball. Mm -hmm. He did it between 30 and 40 times his career. He was a fan, and as such, he was one of the most remarkable game wreckers that I've ever seen. Well, he had seven sacks in a game. I mean, he's unbelievable. And then he had six sacks in another game. Again, guy that you and I both covered. He was mesmerized. When I liken this to Aqib Tlaib, please, to the voters, don't discount how many times he picked off a pass and returned it for and a touchdown. The other way. Yep, absolutely. I think he's, I, I, I don't know if he's hurt by New England, Tampa, Denver. You know, he moved around a lot. So, But he was effective everywhere. He, but he was good. He, and, he was, and he was sought out everywhere. So, I mean, yeah, to me, Aqib Tlaib is a guy that gets in, I think. I think it may the, take him a while. The only thing that might hold him back, and I, and I say this as a double entendre with his mouth, with the way he conducted himself on the field, ripping a chain off of a player. I was there that day. And excuse, so was I, and excuse, the, and excuse the pun. On the field and off the field, he shot himself in the foot too many times. Excuse the pun, but, but he did. Ah. No, that's not worthy of crickets because that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, it did. And, and that doesn't help him. Doesn't help him. But, you know. But I'll tell you one thing. I don't know how many years have you, we've talked about, what is it, 80 years in, in locker rooms between the two of us, basically? 70-some years in the locker rooms. How many more entertaining guys have we dealt with or have you dealt with than Aqib Tlaib? He's right up there. Dude was, anytime you asked Aqib a a question, he answered the question. Yeah. There was never any skirting it. He just, like, went right to right, straight to the answer. There are a lot of guys who will always talk to you in the locker room mm-hmm. and give you good stuff. Justin Simmons is a very good example he of is. that. He will stand up, win or lose. But off the top of my head, and if I had to put somebody on top with a gun to my head, meaning not having a chance to think about it, mm-hmm. the best player I've ever been around that gave you gold every single time you talked to him was Rod Smith. Huh. Thoughtful, strong opinions, yeah. 
didn't pull any punches. That's kind of my impression of him now. So I guess he hasn't changed. The much. only thing I didn't like about Rod, and I have said this to him more than a few times, <laughs> and you never covered Rod, no, did you? No, I didn't. I wish I had. This is the thing that bothered me about covering Rod Smith, and I love Rod Smith. And you will appreciate this because you are still in TV. When I do sports talk radio, there's really no deadline. When you do the show with me, there is no deadline. But when you're a newspaper writer, when you're trying to hit a live shot, there is a deadline. There is. And this is what Rod used to do. So I'll take you into the locker room. Nobody enjoyed body lotion more than Rod Smith. <laughs> Anybody that I've ever been around. And following a game, he would literally, while people were standing around him. Waiting. He would literally lather up every piece of skin that he had taking his time knowing everybody was behind him knowing we all had deadlines and he would just rub it on an arm and then get a good deep rub in and then made me move to his show and we're all standing there going come on rod come on dude we we have a deadline and and there were many times i'm thinking i'm getting pissed because I'm like, I got to be back on the field right. at 5:20 for a live shot. We got to turn the sound around back to the station. But the minute he turned around and opened his mouth, it was worth the wait. And every time we got it on air, but boy, did he make it close. Well, there you every go. Every single time. There are always guys like that. Not like that. Not like that. Maybe. Not like that. Russ was a keep you waiting kind of guy. Of course, he was always on podium. He was never in, in the locker And you could always go in the locker room. You always had a choice on what you wanted to do. Exactly. But Russ never gave you something that you were dying to hear. No. It was always the no. same stuff. No. The only time that Russ was great was when they, on the whole benching thing. Right. And that's when he was probably at his best. Right. Coming up after the break, what's going to happen with Russell Wilson? We all have an idea on what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. But I think Drew Brees intentionally or unintentionally gave us the answer. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Wednesday. Auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles including SUVs, pickups, sedans, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, when it comes to my health, it is important to me who I trust, who I really believe cares about my overall optimum health. My internist is one, and then my second internist, and I refer to Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health in Aurora or Castle Rock as my second internist. He takes care of essentially the day-to-day -day for me. He makes sure that my blood work is balanced the way it should be. Do I need testosterone? Do I need estrogen blockers? Do I need B12? Do I need anything else at my age, at 55, 
to keep me at my optimum health. There are a lot of places out there that prescribe testosterone. They scare the hell out of you. Are you tired all the time? Are you not performing in bed? You better get down here because without us, you're screwed. That's not the way it is at Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock or Aurora. Dr. Lee is fantastic at what he does. He sits you down, explains to you what you need in layman's terms. And every time I talk to him, I feel better knowing he really cares about my overall health. I also love what they do is when I get stuff, whether it's testosterone or anything else, everything is delivered to my house and it's always on time and it's always right when I am out. Hmm. It shows up automatically at the door. Go to crmenshealth.com. That's crmenshealth.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. We were going to talk about this in the first segment, but we'll talk about it now. When Sean Payton and George Payton were asked about Russell Wilson returning to the Broncos, I think a lot of us were surprised that the door was left open. None of us really truly believed it. I suppose they said the right thing. Now it appears the decision has been made. It is no secret that Sean Payton and Drew Brees are close. Still close, I'm guessing. I'm guess guessing I mean, they I mean Drew Brees showed up at Broncos practices this right. year. So yeah. So right. the two guys I'm sure talk more than enough. And uh when Drew Brees was on Pro Football Talk, he was asked about how he felt Sean's first season was with Russ. It kind of played out the way I thought it would, honestly. Um, I, I, I think, look, I think Russell has a skill set, and I think Russell is still going to be able to go and have a great you know, rest of his career right. um, elsewhere. Um, as I watched the, 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 them play this year, it, it didn't feel like the timing, the rhythm, the tempo was that I'm used to seeing right. in, in a Sean Payton offense. Right. And I know those are the hallmarks of the offense. That's the standard that, that has been set. Right. And so, look, I don't know the inner workings. I don't know what's happened behind the scenes or anything else. But I know that, look, they, they've got a talented roster. Yeah. They'll continue to build that. They've got an ownership group that's going to provide whatever resources they need for Sean Payton to, right. to win. And I know this. Sean is an excellent communicator, and he is an excellent orchestrator of, right. like, here's what we need to win. Here's the culture. Here's the standard of excellence. Yep. And now it's plugging the pieces in place yeah. to get that done. Yeah. I, the, the stuff you feel good about is the excellent communicator and will do the things necessary to bring this thing to fruition. Um, but as it relates to Russell Wilson, rest of his career elsewhere, elsewhere, elsewhere uh, is the key. But he's absolutely right. The timing, rhythm, tempo, the very hallmarks of that offense that, by the way, he ran pretty damn well for a long time, was out of sync. And while we may have spent I, I will say, may have spent a fair amount of time comparing it to what we have seen from Broncos offenses of the past. Sean Payton was coming in with a certain level of expectation for what he needed to achieve immediately. And clearly, clearly, it did not live up to his expectations. Let's understand the messenger as well. Clearly, there's going to be a bias toward Sean Payton mm-hmm. for Drew Brees. And I totally understand that. But if you still believe that Russell Wilson was done wrong 
by Sean Payton and didn't try and set up Russell to be successful, A, look at how Russell bounced back. Also look at the fact that Breeze came out and said this was not the same offense that I was used to running. Right. Now, granted, this is coming from a Hall of Famer. This is coming from a guy who has a still has a very close relationship with Sean Payton. But I'll give you a stronger example of where Drew Brees' bias is. There was another part of that interview when Sean Payton was asked, or not Sean Payton, Drew Brees was asked about who the next quarterback could be specifically during the draft. And it was Drew that came out and said, well, it's hard for me to give you an answer, but if we're being completely honest, the Broncos gave up a lot of draft capital to get Russell Wilson. What I found interesting was he conveniently left out. The Broncos also gave up a lot of draft capital to get <laughs> Sean Payton, a first and a second round pick. Absolutely. They're, they're hurting on both fronts right now. So, and that's part of the restructuring and... I'm not going to say rebuilding process, but you've but but there are challenges playing Jenga right now, right? I mean, isn't Jenga is, is that the game yeah, where you pull, pull the piece out? Yep. You're going to have to pull pull a few pieces out, maybe reshape them a little bit before you reinsert them. Right. But there are challenges now in this offseason because of the decisions that have been made in the last two years. First, about Russell Wilson, which clearly did not work out. Secondly, with Sean Payton, which we don't have an answer for yet. By the way, you can make the case that Sean Payton really did Russell Wilson a favor. He didn't fix him necessarily, but Sean Payton showed everyone with the way he was patient, I suppose, although he doesn't have a lot of patience. He showed the NFL that Russell Wilson can still play. I think that's a really fair point and not one that is talked enough about. And I am sure that on some level that Russ is appreciative of that. He should be. He should be because numerically, statistically, he had a the type of year that will make it easier for him to be employed by Atlanta or Pittsburgh or the Raiders, New England, whatever. I mean, you know, wherever there are openings and needs for a quarterback, a veteran quarterback, the guy proved, if nothing else, and Sean helped him prove it, that he can still play at this level. Granted, Russell Wilson's going to get paid no matter what. Mm -hmm. Okay, But there is a difference between if he had a season like last season and then – double down on the same season, he'd be looked at as a guy challenging for a starting spot. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So if you look at what he did under Hackett, and let's say he mimicked and copied that season mm-hmm. under Sean Payton, he's not walking in oh. anywhere as the starter. No, he's a clip he's a clipboard and, and well, he'll compete. backwards guy. He will compete. <laughs> well he will always compete, right? Looking at the three teams he might go to, and I think there's a pretty good it would be a pretty good wager. He's going to wind up with Atlanta, Pittsburgh, or Vegas. Yep. He will walk into any of those situations. There will be no competition. He will be the starter. He will be anointed yeah. the starter. You're right. 
But if he didn't improve from a couple seasons ago to this past season, he is competing with, with anybody else who is on that roster. No, by the way, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Vegas, all three of those teams will be coming to Denver next season. Which is awesome, isn't it? That's already something to look forward to. I mean, I can't think of another team that he would wind up with. No, I really can't either. Um, no. Nope. Those are the three most logical ones, and I think that Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, would are, you like it are to, two, the two strongest. If you had your choice, would you rather see him with Atlanta, Pittsburgh, or Vegas because they come because they play the Broncos twice? Atlanta or Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Why? Because I don't, don't want to get I don't want to get my ass beaten. First of all, they can't beat the Raiders anyway, and and you know, fine. Oh, it'd be so much. Well, what a I mean, for me, I've told you this many, many times. I'm not a fan of teams. I'm fans of a better story. This is a better story course, twice a year. It's of course it's a grip, but if, but if you're going to get all of them, if do you really think that Russell Wilson is going to beat the Broncos twice? Well, I mean, the Raiders have won eight straight against the Broncos. I understand with with, with quite a with some different quarterbacks and more than a few interim coaches, right? Or at least a couple of interim coaches. So let's just be candid about the situation. So any team that he would go to amongst those three, he'd be coming to Denver with. The only difference would be that they'd have to go back to Vegas, and Russ would get them at home as well. Coming up after the break. I'm sure many of you have read what the so-called experts think about the game on Sunday. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? One common thread is through a lot of these predictions when it comes to picking the Chiefs. What do we think about who's going to win the game? I am sure you are waiting with bated breath (laughs) to make all of your bets knowing what we have to say. That's one hell of a tease, isn't it? That's next. Save huge during our present. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, a Hummer H3, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Okay, as I'm reading predictions from guys nationally, former players, national media writers, those who are picking the Chiefs seem to have a very similar narrative, which is there is no way I can pick against Patrick Mahomes anymore. And the same thing was true with Brady as well. Sure. So with that, 
if that's what we said about Brady, and now many people are saying this about Patrick Mahomes, can you think of another quarterback, honestly, where you said, maybe outside of Joe Montana, I just can't pick against this guy? I'm glad you threw Joe Montana in there. That's a good one. But no that was question. such a that was such a long time and, ago. And, and such a different time. No, no question about it. No, Mahomes is um well, he's a unicorn. He is. And you didn't um, say that about Manning, did you? No. It, it, Peyton could beat you in a lot of ways. But you would never say realistically, I just can't pick against no. this guy because when you look at his history, mm-hmm. he had a winning record as a quarterback in the playoffs, but there wasn't that feeling he's going to carry you. for the. He's going to make special plays when he had to. I'm sure that... And it's not a knock on him. I'm sure that Peyton is fine yes. and very comfortable right. with his considerable legacy. Yes, he's a top five quarterback, of period. All, and there's not even any debating of it. And there are going to have to be some more Patrick Mahomes coming down the mm-hmm. pike to move him out of the top you're, five. You're exactly right. Um, so, but Mahomes almost, well, not necessarily game to game, but big game to big game will almost certainly deliver you a moment or moments that make him different. Give you moment or moments that you haven't seen before that can change the trajectory and the path of a game. He's that good at what he does. When you're sure you're going to sack him for eight yards and underhand shuttle pass to a play that goes for 12 and a first down, passing a ball left-handed, which we've seen right in our own backyard. It doesn't have to be anything, and it doesn't even have to be that weird. He just has a great sense of how and when to make a play, to pull a ball down and run, uh, to create more lateral running, to give a receiver more time to come back to the ball and get empty. The And not to be, not to be overlooked, his relationship with Travis Kelsey, which to me may be the greatest relationship between quarterback and receiver in the NFL's history. If you had to pick which marriage was better, Mahomes-Reed or Montana-Walsh? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I like to think Ooh, I come up with decent questions that every once is, in a while. That one is, that one's a good one. You got, well, you got three, right? From Montana and Walsh together for three. And we are. But not as many opportunities. Yeah. Montana never lost the Super Bowl. His last Super Bowl was with Seifert, right? Yeah. Okay. So his four. But you can make the case it would have that, been with Walsh anyway, it would, yeah, right. had he not retired. It was certainly Walsh's plan, right? Yeah. I mean, it was the, yeah, it, certainly. It's pretty hard to argue against that. Well, th- this is this is how I will lay it out. Because that's 4-0. Right. And in the Super Bowl, Montana had 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. In those four Super Bowls, never threw a pick. Yeah. I, I guess it depends on who is the more dominant who is the more important partner in the marriage? And what do I mean by that? 
Joe Montana benefited greatly from Bill Walsh's genius. And remember, that was still West Coast offense. Was new. Was new then. I mean, it came from Paul Brown. Yes. But it was Bill Walsh that refined it. Just like with Mike Shanahan. Yep. That offense has been refined. And Kyle now. And Sean McVay. And Matt LaFleur. All those guys. So, I guess we can maybe narrow it down. Who is the more important partner in the relationship? For Walsh and Montana, it was Walsh. Yes. He had the guy to execute his offense. For Mahomes and Reed, it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes because... A, you have an incredibly well-suited system designed by Andy Reid to enhance what Patrick Mahomes brings to it, but it's the stuff that he brings off schedule yes. that makes him different. Right. Period. And Joe Montana was very good going off schedule as well. Yes, but nothing like Mahomes. So, which marriage is better? Well, they're different, and they're both strong in their own ways. Right. It's pretty damned hard to argue three and O or three and a half and O. The the O makes everything different, right? Jordan six and O. It makes everything different. Mahomes has been to Super Bowls that he's lost. I'll say this: I'm going to pick Mahomes and Reed for this reason. Okay. When you look at the NFC. Back in the 1980s, which dominated. Yes. Which dominated the AFC. The AFC actually had better quarterbacks with Elway, mm-hmm. Marino, and Kelly. In fact, it was the Broncos that ended that streak, wasn't it? Wasn't it like like all? Like, yeah, 97. Yeah, they, 97 they broke, the broke a streak of continuous wins for the NFC. In this era the better quarterbacks are in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Back then, the better defenses were winning championships. Yep. The Bears, right? Yeah. Jim McMahon, the Giants, Hostetler or Sims, the Redskins with Doug Williams and Joe Theismann. Oh, those 49ers defenses weren't bad. No, what I'm saying is but, mean, they, but they won because right. of their defense, no, you're right. but they never had, cross the board, Hall of Fame quarterback play. Those Hall of Fame quarterbacks were in the AFC, not in the NFC. In today's AFC, the best quarterbacks are in the AFC. I mean, you could make the case the best quarterback in the NFC right now is Dak Prescott, and after that, you can make a case for Jordan Love. Wow. Right now. Yeah. And in the AFC, throw a dart at the AFC standings, and you can find a great quarterback. Which is the biggest challenge that the Broncos face. That's right. And then you look at who Mahomes has beaten. He has now beaten Lamar Jackson, two-time MVP. Yeah. He has beaten Josh Allen. He has beaten Joe Burrow. Yeah. By the way, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, the only guys that got votes for MVP. And Mahomes has just beaten them in consecutive weekends on the road. Right. Who do you think wins the game on Sunday? I think Kansas City's going to win. I do, too. I really do. And not because of Mahomes, although Mahomes... I'm not going to say there's no way I can pick against Mahomes, although there's no way I can pick against Mahomes. I think that the Chiefs' defense has been wildly underrated. Totally. And 
let's face it, it's because of Mahomes and because of Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and I'm not even joking about that. All the attention that has been afforded to that has taken away to the the defensive narrative that Steve Spagnola has produced. And Steve Spagnolo is, it's not that he is underrated, he's just not talked about. He's just quiet. Dude just does his job. Right. And, and think about how that defense has evolved. That has been a weakness of Kansas City. Now, all of a sudden, it's an inarguable strength and probably their best room. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? The CU men's basketball team earns another home win. And which Hall of Fame announcement surprised you the most? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman and Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. On the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday, there's an auction for equipment and government fleet vehicles, including SUVs, pickups, sedans, Hummer H3, and over 60 transit buses waiting to be transformed into a roomy SUV. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, the Super Bowl is on Sunday. A lot of you are going to have a party. You don't need to cook. Can cater in from Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Mm. With that, my man Dave, mm. how are you, my friend? Dave, can you hear me? Now I can hear you, Eric. How you doing? Good. Put together a catering menu for Sunday in which people need to call you to have the best barbecue in town. Well, we've got three great specials going on. We're doing 50 wings for $65. Wow. They are just massive wings, choice of sauce. You can get them with ranch or blue cheese. That's a great deal. And then we're also doing three pounds of pork with 18 slider buns for $60. And that's a, that's a fantastic deal as well. And then our final is uh, we're taking $5 off any of our family meals. And you can't go wrong with our family meals with, uh, with uh, this Sunday coming up. Now, now, you just said something that piqued my interest. Because a lot of times when you buy wings, I feel like I'm at a crawfish boil. It's a lot of work for a little meat. How do you get your wings so massive? Well, I mean, we, we first we start off with a very large wing. I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's considered a jumbo wing. We smoke them. Um, we smoke them very slow. So they don't lose a lot of uh, size when we smoke them. And then we finish them off in our fryer and toss them in your choice of sauce. So they hold their size pretty well, and they're very meaty. So what you're saying is, is that you look for chickens that need Weight Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Yes, yes. All right, <laughs> give me not on the keto diet. Right, give me some sides that people should go for as well to complement all the great meats, including the wings. You know, I think uh, I think it's screaming to me that you got to have coleslaw and baked beans. I think those are the two go tos that you got to have uh, during Super Bowl. Um, but that if you want something on the on a more heartier side, I think the mac and cheese is the way to 
to, to, to go on that as well. Well, if you're going to eat stuff that, that, that is that savory, you need something sweet. And what I love about Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew is, is that you have amazing homemade desserts. It's not a cookie wrapped in saran wrap sitting at the register. It's all great homemade stuff. What would go well for a Super Bowl party? I think the two things that come to mind for me is our uh, fudge brownies and uh, our bread pudding. They're nice and firm. They're solid. You know, if you wanted to put them on a little individual plate, they portion up very well for large groups. That's a great way to go. Dave, how do people find you? Uh, check us out on our website, smokingdavebbq.com. List all of our locations and hours. All right, Dave, thanks so much. Uh, happy Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll talk soon. All right, thanks, Eric. Bye-bye. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, the CU men's basketball team earned another home win against the Arizona State Sun Devils, 82 to 70. They advanced to 13 and 0 at home. Uh, still remain one and six, however, on the road. Uh, how does this bode for the basketball team, and how do you see them doing in the Pac-12 tournament and potentially the NCAA? Well, tournament? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, they might be the most uh, extreme example of it in all of college basketball. Right now, Colorado is is probably one of the four teams that are first four out uh, by most metrics and bracketologists. So there's still work to be done. But, man, you got to figure out how to pluck a couple of games on the road. And it's not like USC and UCLA are so good this year. There are places that you can go and win. you got to be better than one and six, period. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, uh, 49ers running back and Colorado native Christian McCaffrey took home the AP Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, what was your reaction to this? Did this surprise you in any way? Um, I know he was widely expected to win this. No, in fact, it, it, if if you take all the quarterbacks out of it, he, to me, is the most valuable player in the NFL. I'm not so sure that he's not the most valuable player in the NFL anyway, which is remarkable considering he's a running back and the stock that running backs and how it's fallen over the last few years, yet he remains a very valuable piece, arguably the most valuable piece for the 49ers offense. Do you really believe the 49ers are in the Super Bowl without Christian McCaffrey? No. Not a chance. Well, so I guess if you take him off the team, that tells you how valuable he is. I think you're right. I mean, is Lamar Jackson scoring two rushing touchdowns a game? Is he passing for two rushing touchdowns a game? Because that's what Christian McCaffrey has been doing recently. Yeah. And he takes a ton of pressure off of Brock Purdy, the guy who was the last player taken in the draft. How, how, how does that offense look with a relatively young quarterback and then being forced to pass, granted, two great pass catchers, but with no real threat of a running game? Well, you are preaching to the choir, my friend. I couldn't agree more. All righty, just in case you missed it, uh, there were Hall of Fame announcements made. We talked about Randy Gratishar. Uh, some of the other guys that made it, Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, uh, Julius Peppers, and uh, Patrick Willis. Mm. Uh, did any of those guys surprise you that they got in? 
maybe I'll, earlier than expected? I'll give you one that didn't get in that I was surprised at, and that's Antonio Gates. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Antonio Gates was kind of what the first of this wave of playmaking tight ends, but for what, and maybe there's more in the metrics than that I know of, but that seemed odd to me that he wasn't a part of this. There are a lot of people upset that Devin Hester got in because he wasn't a great wide receiver. That guy was a threat to score every single time he touched the ball. Hell yeah. He was unbelievable. And quite frankly, he should have gotten in last year just because a guy returns punts and kicks. And that's what he does. But he did it at a level that we have never seen. I witnessed it firsthand. Not that I needed to witness it firsthand in Chicago when Todd Sauerbrunn kept kicking to him. In fact, you can the only guy that you could really kind of make a credible comparison to uh, was Deion Sanders doing returning punts. Devin Hester was the best. Deion at- Sanders was not Devin Hester. I, I just yeah. I, I, I didn't say that yeah. he was. I said that's about the only guy I can think of in terms of kicking the ball to him that you would be thinking, maybe I shouldn't do this, right? Maybe I shouldn't do this. I agree with you totally. Devin Hester was the best at the time that he did it and the greatest of all time in doing it. He should be in the Hall of Fame. And forget about scoring touchdowns. Think about how many times he flipped the field for a Bears offense when he played that wasn't good without good quarterback play. Yeah. You can make the case one of the big reasons why the Broncos went to the Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts. Who did I say? The Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah. It would have been great if he was on the Broncos. <laughs> How many? Ma- Devin Hester kept flipping the field for that Bears offense with right. Rex Grossman. Granted, the Bears defense was well, outstanding. It was Rex Grossman. Right. <laughs> or any other quarterback that they've had. Right. And they still haven't found a quarterback. Sorry, Justin Fields fans. Mm. He kept flipping the field for that Bears offense. And then the defense was so stinking good. And by the way, what did Devin Hester do? First play of the game in the Super Bowl against the Colts. Boom. Signature moment. Absolutely. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, Super Bowl is on Sunday. If you have a party, you're gonna people are gonna want to drink, right? I'm sure you can easily find a way to order two hundred dollars worth of liquor. Beer, wine, spirits, whatever it is, they deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Stock up at Argonaut Wine and Liquor for your Super Bowl party. Nobody does it better. That's going to do it for us. Brett and Nigel, great job as always today. Same with you, Bruce. I'll try and do better on Monday. Make it the best possible weekend you can. Super.